Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, what's your drama? Hi, welcome to What's Your Drama? I'm Sasha. I'm Lainey. Nice to see you. Nice to see you. Um, apparently, it's Naked Day today. We're recording this on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. And um, I was looking through Sam Smith's Instagram. I don't really know why, but I do follow him. Um, and he was talking about, can I read you what his yeah. post is? Okay, yeah. so he says, for my entire life, I've always hated being naked. Today, I decided to have a naked day and spend the day in my room and watch TV and read and eat uh, what I want and just celebrate this bod. It's been so fun and empowering, blah, 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 blah. But basically, he spent his entire day naked. That, to me, sounds so uncomfortable. I don't like being naked. Even like, when I, you're by yourself? Even when I'm by myself. I wouldn't… If I had the choice to wear clothes or not wear clothes yeah. in my house, and it was an empty house, I would absolutely always wear clothes. Being nude does not make me feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. And not because I'm like… I would catch myself in the mirror and be like, ugh. It's yeah. just I don't find being unclothed, comfortable. Right. I feel like you are the opposite of me. I like, I like, I'm a bit of an exhibitionist. Okay. <laughs> as you know. Yeah. I like flashing my friends. Yes, you do. <laughs> Where did that come from, by the way? I don't know. Is this like a high school thing that is like, I don't know. Like that all but the like, time? I will say, no, I'm not fucking like, um, you know, I don't go stay at a hotel room and then like Slam get your naked tits on a window. On, you know, like okay. I don't do that. But when – and it, it's only with my girlfriends. Yes. Like, you all are very lucky. Yeah. Where I just will change in front of you, no problem. You do it in such a <laughs> devilish way. I don't know what we were doing. It was recently I was in an office and I was looking at yours and you just – I think you just like threw up your shirt or like threw up your skirt and I was like, okay, hi. And you – the look on your face is like, ha-ha, gotcha. <laughs> no, I always – I have to change eight times at work every day. Right. And so when people – and people are coming in and out to do meetings and – So it's their you, fault. No, no. And you come in occasionally Mm -hmm. and you're my friend. You've seen me naked I don't know how many times. So I'm not a wait till you leave to get out of my uncomfortable show clothes. We're going to keep talking and I'm just going to like disrobe. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's not that. You're making it sound like a little bit more nonchalant. You do it to be like, surprise, here are my tits. But I don't don't like walking around for hours naked because I feel cold. Okay. Yeah. Like I don't like having my skin exposed in that way. Okay. But how about just like textures and shit? I don't know. Like yeah. crumbs. There's crumbs on my couches. Exactly. Like that's the thing. Your yeah. skin your skin is exposed and it's touching yeah. things. Also, I have dogs. You have a dog. Mm-hmm. But my dogs, for some reason, love sniffing my parts. Thank God mine does not. Okay. But you've heard this before, yes, right? Yes, of course. They, uh, other dogs have just like literally beelined to my fucking crotch and be like, yeah. hey… Mortifying, yeah. so embarrassing, but I wouldn't want to do that with yeah. no underwear on. <laughs> because, like, I'm the kind of person when I'm lying in bed, I'm like, I've got my legs up and they're splayed out. Uh, okay, they're up in the air yeah. and wide open. No, no, no they're not li- like they're bent. Okay, so my feet are. I'm lying back. Yeah, my feet are flat on. Sometimes, sometimes they're straight out and splayed and out. Like I'm oh, V. Okay. Sometimes, if they're straight, they're V'd. <laughs> So, yeah. I'm such a fucking nasty asshole. Yeah. I was just like, so, I, I, you took the words right out of my mouth. Okay. Yeah. So if I, if they're, if I'm, yeah, if they're straight, they're splayed out and mm. it's in a V. And if they're bent, then my feet are flat on the bed 
and like my legs are open. Okay. I'm not because I don't want to use any muscles. Okay. So you just right? let so everything relax. When you splay, it's yeah. no muscles are being used. Mm-hmm. And my dogs will sometimes stop. Be, yeah. Okay. But that's why you are not naked most of the time. Uh, yeah. Do you sleep naked? No. Okay. The reason why I like it, I like, like, I, I, if it's hot, you know, I want to, but then I have naked dreams. Okay. Please. What? Naked dreams that you are naked? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. While you're naked. Yeah. And that's, that's that's fucking weird. Okay. (laughs) I don't, cause I'll be doing something awesome. Right. Like, I don't know, giving a speech or whatever. And then all of a sudden I'll be naked and then I'll be like, oh, I can't give my speech because like. I have to figure out why I'm naked. Okay. Yeah. That's interesting. It just comes into your dream form. <laughs> I, I think I'm just like a never nude. I don't really like ever not having clothes on. Like in the summer, do you ever… Rarely, That's in line with your personality. Though. Yeah. Rarely do you ever see my bare legs. Rarely. Yeah. I don't know. What so, is… Do you don't not like your legs? No. It's just like I like being covered up, I think. Okay. I don't know. I don't know what that's about. I, I don't… Like, dre- well, Yeah. I just find clothes yeah. very comfortable. The way you feel about your legs is how I feel about my arms. You very rarely I see don't my, see your arms. Never. And it's not I, that I don't like yeah. my legs. It's just like they don't – I just – maybe I don't like my legs. I don't know. I just don't like to show them. Yeah, and I don't like to show my arms. Okay. But I like to show my legs. Yeah, you do. <laughs> okay, well. <laughs> I don't like to show my um, – the triangle between your neck and your cleavage. Oh, I love that. That is the one part that I, you know me, like yes. I will show a lot of chest because I don't have, but that's because you also have like a weird boob complex. You don't like cleavage and the, and I, people mm, knowing that you have Yes and no. Tits. I don't like a v-neck. I don't think it's a good looking cut on me. Oh. Okay. I like a crew neck. Okay. But I hate a v-neck cut on me. Oh, someone actually emailed and wanted to know about your sports bra recommendations. Right. Do you have any sports bra recommendations? Um, well, right now I have to like credit Duanna for my current favorite sports bra, which is Outdoor Voices. Okay. Yeah. What makes it so great? Um, the hold is awesome for, well, the hold and I like, I like a flatten out pancake. Pancake. Yeah. And it's, it makes me a pancake. Okay. Yeah. I love that. But some people, and you know, I think a better boob look is a uniboob. Some people like to lift and separate. Yeah. I like to jam together into one, like, one, mass. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. But that's what this writer was, she was looking for the… Uniboo? The uniboo. Yeah. I don't think she put it that way, but yeah. Yeah. One, one mass of boob. People have… And this is what I, what makes me crazy about fashion and style is mm. that, like, people think that boobs should look away, mm. which is typically lift and separate. Like, Duanna. Duanna has very specific… Duanna is a lift and separate. Correct. Yes. I am a uniboob. I'm more of a uniboob, I yeah. think, too. So anyway, okay. you're reading this week, okay, right? Right, yeah, I am. Okay, let's hear some drama. All right, first question. Hi, Sasha and Lainey. My question is about how to make slash keep friends in your late 20s or any time later in life, really. Some background, I'm in my late 20s, have a good job, but one that requires long hours. I'm in a great relationship with a very loving and supportive partner. I feel like overall we live a very nice life. However, I can't help but feel isolated. I feel like post-college years have really taken my friends and I on different paths. I still have three very good best friends who I've been friends with for years. I love them to death, but the dynamic of our relationships have really changed. We all live about an hour apart from each other. And for example, we've been trying to plan a wine and cheese night for a month and don't think it will be able to happen for another month. Uh, is normal? Is it normal to feel this lonely and isolated at this stage in my life? 
Um, I feel like we live in this world of social media where it seems like everyone is out for happy hour or Sunday brunch with their friends every week. And it makes me feel isolated not having that right now. And I worry our time together will only get few and farther between as we continue to get married, start families, et cetera. Any insight is always greatly appreciated. XO. So I mean, how old is she? She's in her late 20s. Okay. So late 20s in her, yeah, you know, that time of career. Yeah, everybody's starting to get busy. Yep. And, well, and it's true. Like right now, it feels like days are getting shorter just mm. because we pack so much into them, right? Yeah. I mean, for me, I'm, I had a little chuckle when she was like, we are not going to get together for a month. I mean, if, this, <laughs> if we didn't have this podcast, I probably would see you like once every month. And two we months work in the we're same lucky. building. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I just feel like that's sort of the way things start to go, especially when you're, yeah, everyone's starting to get in their career or starting like long-term relationships. People tend to peace out a bit more, mm-hmm. I find. Yeah. It's sad though. It is sad when you can't, I mean, it's not, it's not good if you're feeling isolated and that you're not, you're not finding friendships outside of these three best friends. Like right. that, that is the, the kind of red flag for me. It's like, go find friends that live close to you that are uh, maybe just like work colleagues that after work you can get a drink, like so that you can fuel your social life that way. Yeah. I also think, I mean, I read an article um, about, you know, how millennials get shortchanged, how, you know, we're always like making fun of them mm. about avocados or whatnot. Yeah. <laughs> but there is also some truth to the fact that millennials only know pace, like a crazy ass pace. Like there was a time in our youth where you could just fucking, I don't know, like what's that expression? Fuck the dog all day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you didn't have to feel like you were falling behind in life. And I can't afford a house later and I'll never get a job. Like, yeah. And I think there is an entire, right? Yeah. And, but at least we had them. Yeah. And I think there's an entire generation now because of, whatever the realities of the economy and political realities and social realities and social media realities, Mm -hmm. they don't feel like they can just fuck the dog for a year. Yeah. You know? I mean, I feel like the term that most millennials love is the hustle. They love being a hustle and they love being a boss babe. And that in itself really does generate, as you're saying, that that speed that must accomplish all the time. Exactly. And in some ways, yeah, sometimes people put it on. Like, I'm a boss babe, I'm hustling. But I also think that they've been compelled to feel like they always have to hustle. Yes. That they have to have a, a hustle and a side hustle yeah. and a side side hustle. Yeah. Because what is this world but closing opportunities to yeah. them or making them making it so that they have to like create so many more. Mm. I like both of us have side hustles mm-hmm. and I do have side side hustles. Yeah. <laughs> and so what I can say to our letter writer is it's true, like um, I find that there's a lot less time to be with friends, but that's also why the time that we spend together is so special. Like mm-hmm. my best friend lives across the country. Yeah. She lives in Vancouver. We see each other. We used to go from seeing each other three or four times a week to now we only see each other three or four times a year. Yeah. And we make those, like we make those trips, but, um, I think that in the absence of like being together physically, in the same space, we have done a lot more talking on the phone yeah. and I've made, I've made her like, I've made her start being a better texter. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I do, I, you know, I, we have that in common. Like my best friends are in Vancouver. The 
my three best friends are in Vancouver and we really do spend a lot of time on the phone. And I know people like always eye roll both you and I because we both have home phones. But we have you land have landlines. Um, but I love the catching up and ch- like actual long hour conversations. Like, and we plan, my my best friend Em and I plan conversations like every two weeks where we just sit on the phone for hours yeah. and catch up and talk. And I think that's really important. So to our writer, yes, your three best friends live far away from you. So you can't always like feel close to them. But mm-hmm. like talking on the phone is really like a lost art. And I think yeah. that's so important. And also something you can do too is when you guys do have that time, stretch it out a bit more. Like have fucking sleepovers. If you're not seeing each other, yeah. I, I know that's also kind of weird, but we're trying to plan a sleepover. I love a sleepover. I love a sleepover. Fucking, I just like, we have two friends who are in our group of five, you mm-hmm. and I, who are more like, let's go to a party. I'm like, you know, yeah. the two of them are more like bored of being confined in a yes. space. Confine so we, me in a space fucking I, any day of the goddamn week. And I can get naked. Yes. <laughs> Great. That's what I'm looking forward to. But like those sort of things, right? Like get, juicing out as much quality time as you yeah. can with them. But then the other bit of advice would be, yeah, like step out of those three friendships and start to find other people. Like if you're feeling isolated, go do a spin class. Go mm-hmm. fucking do something where you can meet other people and then you can get that fill. Yeah. And I know, Sash, like, you know, we've said before, you said before that like, you know, texting is not real communication, but I feel like some of my warmest recent friendship connections, you know, for lack of being able to see each other in person have been over text, like group chats. Oh, like who? Well, Duanna and I have a friend who live in Houston. Lorella. Uh, Lorella. Mm-hmm. And the three of us have a text chat that's been going for years. <laughs> yeah. It, that's never been deleted. Mm. And some of those conversations are hilarious. Oh, I'm sure. Like, <laughs> I am sure. I would love to fucking wiretap one of Like, those. I would rather sometimes be yeah. on text with them than in person because some of the shit that we're saying back and forth is the best. Yeah. Um, yeah, get a group chat going on I if know. you don't already. Yeah, and I know true. that this is, listen, this is not, this is, I'm, I'm not saying it's as good as, I just said it, that it was as good as, but I'm not <laughs> yeah. saying that it will always be as good as, but there is a warmth, like a tingle that comes when you're on a group chat and some hilarious ding, shit ding, goes ding, down. Ding, like back and forth, you back can and forth, have yeah. the personality, like, but, you know, use the technology. There's times when I've sent a video, there are times when like they've sent voice notes, like, and we're killing each other. Yeah. And so, I mean, if you're not opposed to it, I love a FaceTime and a WeChat. Yeah. All the time. I love a FaceTime and a WeChat too. Yeah. So, anyway, there's options. There's options to connect with the friends that you do love and um, trust. But then I think it's also, this is also a really good opportunity for you to like push out of your comfort zone and meet fucking new people. Because yeah. you obviously want it. There's no, it's not fun to be working all the time and then feeling lonely. Like that, there's no point in that. All right, next question. Okay. All right. Hi, Sasha and Lainey. Sadly, this is drama regarding my mother. This past summer, I got married. It was a great day, but I can't help but always think about how my mom put such a damper on the day. To give you some context, my mom and I have never been very close. My parents were divorced, and growing up, my mom's main focus was to always find a man. She went through guy after guy, often never being home, and I basically lived in our house alone while in high school. She eventually found a man, but to this day, she's not very happy with him and even admits it. She's jealous of my husband's parents because they have always been close to us, but I think now she has a lot of regrets for not being as involved in my life. Fast forward to the wedding. I could feel her insecurities throughout the entire day, even though I put in such an effort to make her feel loved and valued. 
But when it got to the point of my husband and I saying our thank yous, my husband forgot to thank my parents and in passing, someone thanked his. It was a super non-scripted speech and therefore many things were missed. My mom made sure to point this out, telling me before we left on our honeymoon that it made her feel like a deadbeat mother in front of everyone and that my husband's mother really made her angry. I felt absolutely awful and couldn't stop crying. I want to make it clear that I 100% took responsibility for not thanking her. And I've told her that it was such an honest mistake that I will always regret. My husband and I drove to her house to talk to her in person and apologized profusely for making her feel upset and that we would never have intended to do that. And we were just so overwhelmed at the moment and missed what should have been said. I had a lot of sympathy for her in that situation and truly felt horrible. Little things continue to pop up after this. When I got my wedding photos back, there were some absolutely beautiful ones of her and I, but all she could point out is that there wasn't one of her, her boyfriend, me and my husband. Like what? From that point on, I told myself that this is getting ridiculous and that I needed to take some time away from her for my mental health. And I now rarely share anything in my life with her since then. I still call and try to make plans to see her once in a while. However, she never puts in the same effort. Never calls, never makes plans to see me, very similar to when I was growing up. But she somehow expects our relationship to be good in life's big moments Mm. like a wedding. What I need to know is, should I continue to keep my space for my mom if I feel so much negativity, or do I need to put this aside and just go through the motions of her criticism and forgive her? Love, Victoria. I feel like this would resonate with you, and it resonates with me too, in a way, but we can discuss. Just having kind of difficult, demanding (laughs) parents. Yes. Right? Because this is what it feels like. Yes. I have, yeah, I have a mother who is not easy. Mm -hmm. Um. But I don't have any estrangement from her. No, no, no. So I feel like, however, I mean, here's what I can say. When my parents got divorced, as many people who've been through it as children can relate to, sometimes you get like mad at one parent and you don't feel as close to one Mm -hmm. parent as the other and there's resentment and it takes years to work through that. And you make certain assumptions. Um. And I've, I mean, it's been decades since I've gone through that and, but I do remember being younger, like, I don't know, in my teens and feeling resentful to my mother and just being like, you left my dad yeah, and not understanding her reasons. And you left me in a way, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you went off with this guy and whatever. Right. But now that I know the reasons, like for me, there's a much more, like, I'm so much more empathetic towards what her situation yeah. is. Yeah. I mean… Listen, there's a there's a wide spectrum of mom and daughter problems, right? Yeah. Like there's ones that you've just explained, there's one like our writer, then there's ones that are more abusive and 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 way more fucked up. Yeah. And 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 in that spectrum, there are different ways to handle it. Like personally, like my mom is a dream. I love her. I couldn't be closer to her unless I like fucking sewed myself to her. But my father has um it's difficult. It's yeah. it's difficult with him. And he's not easy. He's far from easy. And I, you know, uh, also from like a cultural standpoint too, like my dad wants me to do all the work, you know, like at a certain age, he's like, no, no, I'm not doing anything. You call me, you do this, mm-hmm. or do things for me. Yeah. Um, which I'm always like, excuse me, you never did anything for me. Why am I doing that now? Right. right? There's that expectation, which yeah. is also fucking irritating too. Um, my point being there are, I don't know. Part of me is like I have had to accept who my father is and Mm -hmm. I also needed to understand why he is the way he is. Yeah. And I've really done a lot of work to bridge that gap so that I can have a functioning relationship with him. Yeah. And I did the work. He has done zero. Yeah. (laughs) 
he'll never do it. Yeah. But I needed to understand, as you kind of said, his point of view mm-hmm. so that I could have some empathy of like, what the fuck is going on in your brain? Yeah. Um, but I don't want to speak for a writer because if she really does feel like this is fucking up her mental health, then boundaries right. are important. Right. Yeah. I think there's two ways of looking at it. I think, I wonder if your perspective would change if you just, like you said it here. I don't think at any point you've said that your mother is badly intended. Her intentions are never bad. Like she is coming from a place of she's deeply insecure. Mm -hmm. And she feels like people are judging her. Yes. That is really tough to be a woman of a certain generation. And listen, I think the worst thing that we can say about a woman in society is that she's a bad mother. Like we are, it's just, it's just much harder for women. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, I, I think that calling someone a bad dad doesn't cut as deep as calling a woman a bad mother. Well, because they're, they're supposed to be nurturers, right? And it's so unfair. Mm. And when you are, but at the same time, the, one of the worst things that can happen to a woman of a certain generation, which is like perhaps your mom's generation is to be single. Yeah. And to be alone. She's with a guy now, though. Yeah, but, but before, yeah. right? Like, so when she was out there, like, trying to get a man, as her daughter, as Victoria is saying, like, there is this whole thing where people are judging you, number one, for, like, you couldn't keep a man, or you're single. You're, yeah. like, lonely and desperate and socially worthless because yeah. no man wants you. Yeah. So there's that. And then after that, then there's a regret, like, oh, shit, like, I succumb to that fucking societal pressure and ended up sacrificing this part of it. Like, I feel bad for mom. Well, the reality of it must have hit her like a ton of bricks at the wedding, right? Because it's like she probably, you know, deep inside knows that she fucking failed you. And then to hear that on like such a big stage, that probably – but you've hit the nail on the head, which is what I wanted to say, which is the insecurity. Your mom is wildly insecure. So insecure. Uh, You know, she's threatened by different relationships. She's threatened by your relationship with your new husband's family. Yeah. So that's why I'm like, I wonder if you can get down to that route and have a real conversation with her. Because it seems like, you know, and I do appreciate that you went there and like apologized to her with your husband, but maybe it would have been, maybe, no, I should take that back. It's not that it should have been better, but now I think there's a chance for you to just have a one-on-one with her. Mm -hmm. And if that doesn't work, like, I mean, really, I don't want it to sound like like a Band-Aid solution, but like go to therapy. Maybe there's some mediation that needs to happen between the two of you so that you can, again, bridge that gap. Yeah. And then there's there's so many books out there. And I don't know if your mother like falls under the category of like narcissistic behavior, but there's lots of books about that mm-hmm. so that you can get a better understanding of like what maybe she's doing something that stems from like an yeah. actual psychological disorder. I think that that is a possibility later, Mm. but none of these examples to me scream narcissism so much as insecurity Mm -hmm. and wanting to be part of something. Like, you know, being jealous of the new mother-in-law, I I think is very natural. If Mm. you feel like you've done a shitty job and you're looking at a woman who on the surface, you know, your husband's mother on the surface seems like the mom who held it together and wasn't like single and maintained a loving home, then your mother is going to be like, well, shit. Like now I feel like, you know, the bag of trash next to, um, I don't know, Betty Cleaver or whatever, you know, perfect mom is. And then the request for the photo, 
I, I, I don't know that that's narcissism either. That is wanting evidence of being a part of something. Mm. Like, you know, in her mind, even though the boyfriend or the partner is not really a part of the family, that's what she's created for herself, right? But you can understand how heavy that must feel. It's like your big day and fuck, okay, yeah, you fucked up and didn't, you didn't yeah. shout her out. But like just to be hit over and over again with like negativity negativity, and being like, me, me, but why didn't this happen for me? Me, but me. Like that to me screams. I have a Chinese mother. You don't fucking know <laughs> well, that's like, every why, day I've been guilted. Like, well, you that's know. why I thought that this would be I, kind of, <laughs> yeah. you would understand this. But also I think that she's given us these two examples, but this is obviously a lead up to not the most yeah. fun relationship with her mother. I imagine this is kind of yeah. these jabs have been going on to our reader, our writer's life for the lifetime. Yeah. And that's hard. How do you deal with that? I, do you listen, take it like a fucking champ? Listen, I can tell you what the immigrant typical way is, is that you endure your yeah. mother and your parents. Like, yeah. And I get that that is really hard. And that's why probably there are so many mental health issues in immigrant families. Mm-hmm. Number one, because nobody talks openly about these things. So yeah. here's what one problem is, is that I don't think that we've had com- – like they've gone over to apologize, but I don't think that the – old issues have been put on the table to be addressed. So your point about going to therapy together is I 100% endorse that. Like go over there be like, Hey mom, I know that we've had our challenges. I know you're mad at me. And you know, there are some reason, like you have valid reasons for it on one hand and yet here's how I'm feeling. So can we go to therapy together? Yeah. I think that's a good start. Yeah. The reason why I don't think that, like, just maintaining distance is a good thing is inevitably you lose your parent. That's the way life is supposed to go. Mm -hmm. Like, if it works out the way it's supposed to work out, our parents go before we do. Mm -hmm. And if there are going to be any unresolved issues when and if that day comes, how is your mental health going to be then? Yeah. If you already feel guilt over this one thing. Yeah. I mean, I couldn't agree with you more. That is, it's funny because I was having this conversation with my friend who like really doesn't get along with his brother, like loves him, but really dislikes him. Right. And we had this conversation literally actually yesterday and he was, he was, he was like, I think now I have to come to the realization that I have to just figure it out between us mm-hmm. because life is too short. And I know that that sounds, you know, very yeah. cliche, but it's true. Like, do what you can. Yeah. And when you've when you've exhausted all options, then fine. I yes. get it. Fucking yes. dust off your hands and Megan Markle it. Like totally Megan Markle it. Yeah. Yeah. Um and uh, but I I feel like at this point from what you've told us you haven't exhausted all those options. No. And I do think that there's Listen, I've written on the site before about how people are like judging Megan Markle. How could you do that to your dad? Her dad is like certifiably Yeah. A nutcase. Indefensible. Yeah, indefensible. So in that case, but I'm not hearing that Victoria's mom is that. Yeah. Like, I don't know that Victoria's mom went around the whole wedding and, like, a- embarrassed you. Yeah. Like, at the very least, not that this is, like, any kind of any kind of compensation, but she she told you her upsetness later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you she know, she didn't get scene. fucking trashed and, like, go around from table one to table ten <laughs> being like, they didn't thank me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which is what Thomas Markle would have done, yeah, right? Totally. Like, she kept it and then she shared it with you yeah. later. So 
number one, like if we're talking about narcissists, mm-hmm. I don't feel like, you know, you didn't mention any Facebook posts where yeah, she's right, like right. being like, my fucking daughter didn't thank me. Yeah. You know, so like I'm hearing here that these are, this is a pain that she's been carrying. For sure she's lashing out. It sucks for you. I sympathize with you too, but I don't know that like distance forever or is the answer. Is the answer. Yeah. Go see someone together and start to make attempts. And then if she refuses and is like, no thanks, you know, I just want you to come here every day at three o'clock and apologize to me. And then she starts asking you for money. And then she starts asking you to like come along on your honeymoon and go. Then you're like, okay, hello, Thomas Markle. Like you you just turned into my mother. But until then, I don't think that, yeah, I I think that, I don't think that we've exhausted everything, as you said. Yeah. And and takes also the fact that most people have one parent that's like, you know, like, if I hope I hope by me saying that that your father and you are tight and you've had a really good relationship with him. But I mean, oh my fuck. god, my dad has his own bag of like my dad as is, well. But <laughs> my dad is crazy too. Like there there are times when we'll be having dinner, hi, and he'll be in a great mood, and then something will set him off, and he won't speak again for three hours. Really? Yeah. God, I always think of your dad as like Peter Pan. My god, he's such an introvert. <laughs> he's so moody and weird. So great. Look. We all have our shit. <laughs> we all have our shit. We really do. Um, but keep us posted. I feel like there's still some some, yeah. some avenues to, to look down before you call it quits. Yeah. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. All right, last question. Hi, Sasha and Lainey. Uh, If you've got a moment to shed some light on some of my own drama, I'd really appreciate it. My friend, let's call him Daniel, moved to the East Coast to come to university out here in Vancouver. We've been family friends for a very long time, and when he got here, he had nowhere to stay. So, of course, I opened up my apartment to him, and it worked out perfectly as my other roommate had just moved out, so the timing couldn't have been better. The thing is, I've never roomed with a guy before, and I don't think I gave it much thought until he moved in on day one. He's great, he's clean, he pays his rent on time, but it's his night habits that are really grossing me out. Lainey, I know you love porn, but Daniel loves it more. He seemingly watches it 24-7. He's a grown-up, so I don't judge him that way, but our walls are thin. Very thin. So being woken up to moaning and groaning, maybe his, is starting to be a problem. Not only am I getting not good sleeps, but I can barely look him in the eye because it's like way too much TMI. How do I confront him about this uh, without embarrassing him? But beyond that, I'm just worried that we might not ever be just a good fit as roommates, and now I'm stressing that I'll have to somehow kick him out. Please help. Thank you, Nolene. Oh, man. This is like this is easy as fuck to, to me. me. This is so like this is so easy to me too. Yeah. Like I I don't I, I I feel like we're missing something because it's so easy. I sometimes think that people aren't as like maybe direct as us. But this is easy. You say hey yo. <laughs> I, but I think that we Here's – you say, hey, oh, here's some headphones. Yeah. yeah. Hi, oh. Yeah. These walls are thin. You're no, keeping yeah. me up. Like, Noise canceling thing. headphones. Like, everybody yeah. has them now. Like, I mean, I I don't – yeah, can we use – I think that that these days – I mean, at work, it's the same thing. Like, when – because of open – I'm not saying it's people are watching porn at work. that but he's like, not using headphones. We – I know. I didn't so, even think about that. <laughs> yeah. 
because I, you know, we we work in an open concept office, mm-hmm. which many people do. Yes. And so, like, headphones are very common. Like, we all yeah, you get shamed if you have a speaker on your desk yeah. playing anything. Oh fuck. So yeah, I I think that it's as easy. But you know what it is is I mean to get deeper into it, it's everybody's still in 2019's discomfort addressing anything to do with sex. Like any, you know, you're not supposed to talk about money, you're not supposed to talk about religion, and you're not supposed to talk about Mm -hmm, sex. mm -hmm. And I think that's what it is. Like if he was watching wrestling at night, like if it was WWE and it was like, I don't know. The Undertaker goes up on the top bar and pile drives. Yeah. And you know, like right. Stone Cold Steve Austin throws a whatever yeah. through a chair, like a chair in his head. <laughs> like you would have no problems being like, "Hey, yo, Daniel, can you put some headphones on?" Right. But but it's the squirminess of yeah, sex. Yeah, it's the yes. intimacy because yeah. you know he's watching the porn and with his dick in his hand and has yeah. splattered cum all over his room. Yeah, yeah. It's the it's yeah. the picture, which so, is natural. Yeah, it's natural, and but it's not something that most – I don't want to picture that when you're a, like a family friend who's sharing like some like drywall with you. You don't want to picture them with their dick out like sure. jamming out yeah. fucking poontang. Get it. But I think there is – but it's about being straightforward and not yeah. being a weirdo. Just be like, hey, headphones. Hey, here, this is a pre- this is my gift to you. Yeah. Please use these. Or don't even spend <laughs> your own money. Just be like, hey, Dale, do you have headphones? Because like I can hear. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, it might be embarrassing for about half an hour, but like, you don't have to, you'd be like, great, I don't care what you're watching, it's just like, I can't sleep. Yeah. You don't even have to even be like, I think that you're watching pornography, yeah. can you please keep it down? Headphones? Yeah. Or also just be like, you're, you're watching porn at a very high volume, <laughs> turn it down. Yeah. That, you ha- Listen, when you're with roommates… You have to be direct yes. in order for that to fucking last yes. longer than a couple of months. Because, like, he, here's the thing. What also, you know, certain You probably converse- never had roommates, did you? I feel like you're a non-roommate person. Fuck, I've had, like, have the worst you? roommate. I mean, the worst and best. Okay. I had the dirtiest roommate. And mm. by dirty, I actually mean, like, hygiene. Yeah. Where the bathroom was, and it became a war of attrition. Like, I did all the cleaning all the time, and then I was just done. And so… I refused to do it anymore, and the bathroom got dirtier sick, and sick, fucking dirtier. Sick. And I was like, mm. but you know, I, I was nineteen. I lived with a girl when I was living in London who was fucking vile as shit. And same thing, I would fucking clean up after. Her. And then one time, I was like, fuck this. And it was her fucking bathroom etiquette that was yep. fucked. And she would, she had long hair, so you know, as and yeah. so do we, and get plugged. Uh, the bathtub would get yeah. plugged. Um, and. In London, like most people just have bathtubs and like yeah. so you can't like jump in a shower. Anyway, and so the water would fucking always be oh. filled and I got a foot fungus from it because I was so stubborn. Oh, I was so stubborn that I just was like, fuck it, whatever. But whatever was in that shit for like a couple of days, my feet, I swear to God, were cauliflower. And I, not a word no. of a lie. Yes, cauliflower, literally. Like lumps of skin, were, lumps of fungus were growing yes. on your toes. And I had to go you Chinese. You stop it. No, I How? had to go Chinese medicine style and like soak. They gave me like weirdo like herbs. I had to soak my feet every night for a week for that shit to go away. Um, okay, can I just, I need to. <laughs> and she also, I one time caught her 
she went um, into my, uh, she stole shit from me constantly. But one time I like left and then I forgot something. So I had to run back in and she was sitting, I feel like I've told you this, was sitting on my bed with no underwear or pants on, on my bed using my flat iron. And I was like, you're the sickest fucking bitch can we, ever. Can we go back to your cauliflower <laughs> Yes, they I'm were sorry, how cauliflower. Do you let, okay, I, I know you. So how do you let the cauliflower develop to the point of cauliflower? Because like, it literally grew overnight. Like you went to bed with normal feet, normal feet. and you woke up with cauliflower, cauliflower on your feet. So, oh, it, God. It was the sickest shit I've ever. Oh, my God. It was the, it was the sickest shit Dude. I've ever seen actually on any human being. <laughs> anyway, oh, I could show go. you some sicker shit. As you know, I, I love, know you like it. I but love, you, like you I'm, now, like I'm now almost salivating. Like I know you're excited. And I want to ask you for a picture. <laughs> Do you think I took a picture of this decades ago? <laughs> fuck no. It was traumatizing as fuck. Anyway, sorry, but you, then you also had a sick over. Oh, I did. Like, make me feel better. This 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 girl, she had a chinchilla pet. Okay, those are those like minky yeah. rats. And she kept she didn't give a shit about like I mean she loved it until she didn't love it. Mm. And then like it was one of those things where she loved it but didn't take care of it properly. Mm. And we went away, like I guess we had a long weekend and um, I came back before she did from the long weekend and had to be, it had to be when my parents drove me home mm. and my mother was like, I have to pee. And I was like, oh fuck. I was like, go to pee at Tim Hortons. Right. And she refused. She had to come upstairs because right. of course she knew. Yeah. And we opened the door and it stank. That's so sick. And That's it sick. stank because the chinchilla died. So For how long? There the death was smell doesn't happen right away. D, I don't know. Well, I guess we were like on reading week or whatever. Okay. The, it smelled of decomposing. Nothing worse. Pet. There's that poor that chinchilla, first of all. Yeah. All right. It smelled of decomposing. And my mother was so horrified. I called her. I called the roommate and I was like, can you find clean your shit up? And then my mother was so horrified. This is how spoiled I am. She was like, you can't stay here. <laughs> with a dead, with dead smell. Yeah. And so she like put me up in like a holiday <laughs> inn for that. <laughs> yes. yes. And she thought I was going to be diseased. I'm surprised that you didn't check yourself. You check yourself into a hotel sometimes here when the water is like <laughs> lukewarm, you fucking princess. So yes, of course. I bet you your mom wasn't like that. I'm sure you were like, mom, pay for my fucking holiday inn. <laughs> no. Um Anyway, no, of course I wanted to go like sleep over at some guy's house. Yeah, like true. I didn't need to the holiday in when I was fucking 19. I would have been true. like, no, thanks, mom. It's okay. But no. Um, anyway, so this is a long tangent to say that, l listen, everybody has like roommate horror stories. Yeah. Um, and you still like, I'm married and there are still gross things that you see in your, like, you know, uncomfortable also is the first time like your husband leaves a fucking stain in the toilet bowl because he doesn't flush twice. <laughs> and you have to have a conversation with the person you married being like, hey, can you look backwards? And just can you press the thing and see if everything leaves? <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor you have to say. Yes. Right? right? Yeah. Like clean so, the shit smears from the toilet bowl. Very yeah. simple ask. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Or like he'll say to me like, hey, he he took I'm such glee what... one day, but gross glee. He was like, uh, so you know that you're so judgy, but like I found a drop of blood on the side of the 
seat. Oh, like period blood. Yeah. That traumatized him and I should have wiped it for sure. So, But did you see it? I didn't because you know my fucking period is crazy. It's a bloodbath all the yeah. time. I know. And so, yeah, I couldn't chase down all the all spatter. The Phones, walls are thin. Yeah. Easy. Bye. Done. Yeah. I, I think that that is as straightforward yeah. as that. Okay. Well, thank you. Oh, man. I'm actually Wait. crying loud. <laughs> Wait. We do have an update from a question that we had a few weeks ago, a couple weeks ago. Oh, um, okay. Co- is this your con- redemption? Coffee condo. Yes. So we do have kind of an update to end on from a previous drama that we addressed. Mm-hmm. And it was… Coffee like, and condo. Coffee and condo. Um, it was like a couple episodes ago and it was a woman who was like, her husband always texts this one person on her birthday. And then she found out that like, I don't know, years before they got married, they Mm. got married, but they were engaged. He went to go see this person for coffee at 11 and then went to her new condo and spent a couple of hours there. Mm -hmm. And both of us were suspicious. Yes. You um, more so than me. Me more so than you, but both of us thought yes. it was shady. And, you know, we gave the advice we gave. Yeah. And then we turned off the microphones. And at the time, I had said to you, listen, I'm going to hold, I was holding this back, yes. but to me, the text on the birthday is code for want to hook up. Yeah. It's like Netflix and chill. Yeah. And you were like, what? You thought that was code? And I was like, yeah. You were like, something was v- very, mo- like, dark is happening. Yeah. And I was like, really? Maybe, you know, but you were correct because. Right. So we got a note from another reader who has no, no connection to this situation. Mm-hmm. This reader's name is P. And this is what P shared with us. Um, I really want to respond to your and Lainey's comments in the most recent podcast regarding coffee and condo. I'm female and I have been honest in admitting that in my past relationships, I've been a cheater and in some, a serial cheater. And in my past escapades in the cheating world and in the single hookup world, I learned a lot about men and the ways in which they hide their cheating both secretly and out in the open. In regards to the husband in coffee and condo, he is hiding the cheating out in the open by using coded language the happy birthdays, the let's do coffee, etc. He's checking back with the gal if she's interested in connecting without blatantly stating it. This out in the open coded language also helps protect him in case his texts are seen as they were by the wife because they can look totally innocent. He can argue, why wouldn't he hide them if he were cheating or why wouldn't he delete them? See how they can be a safety net? In regards to the annual birthday check-in, well, from my own experience with hookup guys, they will reach out any which way to see if you bite. I get biannual messages on Facebook, WhatsApp, email, Instagram, and, and even LinkedIn by guys I've hooked up with over five years ago and who just want to say hi or check in or get a reference. It's all cooked language for, hey, you down to fuck? <laughs> and can serial cheaters change? Most can't. It took a bunch of therapy and really blunt honesty and removing toxic people in situations before I got myself out of those scenarios. And now I've been with the same person for five years, totally monogamous, and I tell him everything, including discussing this article. He has access to all my social media and texts if he wants it, and we check in with each other all the time about trust and our relationship. Still going strong and haven't been tempted since. So, yeah. P, thank you for that. Dropping serious science. Thank you for making my dark instincts (laughs) right. Um, Coffee and condo, if you're out there listening, we haven't heard from you. Yeah. So… 
we would like a real update from you. Let yes. us know what uh, your situation What's is. Because we, as but I recall, is- we 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 told her to like set up a, a scenario, right? Like we were. Oh, we yeah. were we were going to try to bait him to tell yeah. her yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I, and I, I just hey, what happened to that girl? Yeah, you know? yeah. Do you talk to her all the time? On her? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but that I love that P wrote in and gave us this kind of like inside track to the cheater's mind because. Yeah, I kind of didn't even think about the fact that you have, like, if you're playing your game super tight, yeah, of course you're going to, like, have code words and keep everything on the up and up so that no one knows your dirty, yeah. dirty, dirty ass shit. Yeah. So thank you. Maybe Pete. it's just because my mind this year has just been on scandals. Scandal. Yeah. Scandals Scandal. and scams. Yeah. Did you see the new footage of Elizabeth Holmes and what she looks like yes. now? Yes. In the white, With like, her glasses and her white... Like yeah. non-turtleneck? Yeah. Yes. Anyway. Um, okay, so keep your questions coming to me at Sasha at LadyGossip.com. And subscribe to us where you get your podcast. We'll be back next week. Bye. Bye. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.